0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: Hello, I'm Ryan. I am a grateful recovering sexaholic. And uh, by the grace of God, I, like I said earlier, I've been sober for eight months. I am, uh, I'm living in Alaska right now, but I'm actually from Colorado and uh that's where all my um sexaholism began was uh northern colorado in a northern northern town um i uh i'm a bit nervous right now i haven't uh been a uh speaker meeting ever so bear with me here while my voice shakes out and i get uh god moves in and takes over so I um I can remember early very early on um, uh, something being different uh, about me and my um, with with in terms of sexuality I was uh, uh, ages five and six I was molested by my aunt um, multiple times I was molested by a neighbor kid for. I think it was over the summer. Invited me and my brother and um, some of the other kids in our neighborhood. He um, kind of coerced us in his house with fireworks and ended up playing strip poker and and uh, basically kind of orgy situations. Um, and then after that, I remember being at my friend's house. Um, waking up to his brother um molesting me putting his fingers inside my inside me and um and then it just be kind of becoming like um like kind of game that we played that back then five and six you know that time frame um but it it kind of awoke something in me that that uh that really never went away just just a Abnormal sexuality that um, continued i um, at that point i was uh, I was living in a um, living with my mom and my two younger brothers my dad had left and um, up till about the age of of twelve um, my brother was four years older than me he physically abused me pretty much every day and um, so i i started Early on, I started um, resentments as well. Were early, and I, I can remember not being close to my mother. And um, uh, a while back, I we listened to a, a speaker tape talking about what what we were really looking for in our sexaholism. And besides, for me, besides God, it was uh, I was looking for a connection with my mother. Um, I never really had a mother that, um, was there for me. Um, and so, okay, then like I, I, they, my brother had abused me so bad. They pulled me out of the home at age like 11, put me with my dad and, uh, it was, it was kind of a better, a little bit better situations cause my, um, there wasn't the chaos and the poverty and the, that, but there was. Got into my stepmom verbally abusing me and physically abusing me every day. And so I discovered that's about the time I discovered because I had a friend that, um, gave me some, some pornography. And I discovered, um, part right about that time discovered masturbation and, uh, and pornography at the same time. And it's just really, you know, it, it did it for me that at that point, like it really, Made gave me ease and comfort inside me, but it, it made me feel awkward because I felt like I was different, you know, still felt different than everybody else, um, just like the, the white book says. I didn't feel the same on the inside as everybody looked on the outside. And so that continued for a long time, and then um, I could, you know, I was always, about that time I got my first girlfriend, and... I was always it was never oh there was never ever a connection it was always like how far can i get with this one and so the next it was always the challenge of the next girl was to get to that next base or whatever to you know and um i was acting out every time i could i was i acted out in class a lot of times um i acted out whenever i anytime i could get a, a, a spare moment i was i was acting out um 15 20 times a day sometimes into high school and uh, at right as I was going into high school I started using drugs Um, actually I had entered a treatment facility when I was 14 because I had uh, cheated on a girlfriend and and wanted to kill myself that was kind of my first first uh, time I was suicidal Um, and I had cheated on this girl that was I was, it was going to be, she was going to be my first sexual encounter and, um, I ended up not having a sexual encounter with another girl, but I fooled around and, you know, age 14, that's, it was just something that everyone was doing and, um, got really suicidal and was really depressed and, um, hated my stepmom, hated my life and, um, went into treatment and then Got out, and that's when I actually started using drugs. Um, started using marijuana and drinking all the time, and then started huffing, huffing Coleman fuel for a while there, um, getting a super crazy high. And then that's when, um, my sexaholism really, it, it really turned that at that point. I, um, I had little, I had siblings, and so we had, there was a, my little sister's friend down the street um was always there because her mom was a stewardess and her dad was was MIA and so i started exposing myself to her as i was masturbating and um and i like uh progressed into touching her legs and and uh i ended up right before she asked her mom what a penis was um, I I had touched her on their outside of her her pajamas and her vagina and so I went I got arrested went to uh, went to a juvenile jail for a while um, ended up moving out of my dad's house and um, going to court with all my friends and then reading reading the verdict as, as a 15 year old kid, um, reading the verdict of, of, um, sexual molestation. And, um, after that, that was, I was, that was the toxic shame point in my life that just put me over the edge of, I wanted to die. I mean, I I don't even know how I lived through that. Um, really just didn't have the courage to kill myself at that point, but wanted to, hoped I would. Um, just, it progressed into like, you know, I didn't, I moved into a different town, so I was kind of hiding, I hid in that sense and, um, progressed into, um, having several girlfriends having sex all the time and pushing the envelope there and, um, just really going, diving deeper, deeper down inside myself and away from others, um, pulled away from all my old friends and, um, just really, you know, hit a low right there. I, I look at it as kind of a gift at that point because it um, it, it was such a shameful experience that um, I didn't ever want to experience that feeling again. Um, so um, it was kind of just a acting out from what I knew. And so as I as I progressed, I, well, as I went to counseling for that, they asked me, oh, "Have you ever been molested?" and at that point, I had blocked it out. I Me molested? No way. You know, I, I don't remember, I didn't ever remember being violated at all. So they asked me the question and I said, no, absolutely not. You know, so as I went on in my sex holism, um, I just thought I was a loser piece, piecer and just no good for anything. And, um, I was, I got to a point I was about 17. I had, um, at at 17 i was probably had sex with 30 girls um at least i i kind of lost count i was was kind of kind of a pride thing for a while there between another guy and me and so i kind of had a count but um at that point i was dropped out homeless living in my living with my brother in a trailer that had no power no heat uh it was basically like camping out in a box with like three or four other dudes and um, at that point I had an opportunity to go to Alaska and uh, went to Alaska for the first time when I was just had turned 18 and um, had an experience there where it was kind of a spiritual awakening we talk about spiritual awakenings in the the program and and, uh, um, I had one night where I got frostbite on my ears and I came home and they thought out and I was staying in a cabin by myself in the middle of nowhere, you know, and I was, it was like 40 below every day. And it was this experience where it was just, it, it dug deep down inside me. And I, that night I remembered all the molestations and like just everything came back to me from my childhood, like the abuse from my brother and my stepmom and just, um, math from first grade, like everything just came rushing back. And so I had this like, Aha moment where I was—I wasn't just a sicko acting out sexual um, things on people. It was I was a hurt person at that point, and realized that wow, I'm I'm just I'm really a hurt person. It kind of gave me a little bit of confidence back to kind of want to live and have a life. And then I met my wife. I actually met my wife there in after you know six months or so living in Alaska I met my wife and then I moved back to Colorado and she followed me and um I think a lot of why I stayed with her is because I could I could I could lie to her and get around stuff and and um manipulate her and still act out sexually and I was always trying to through our courtship I was always trying to find the next girl or whatever and still, you know, trying to have sex with any girls I could outside of marriage. And, um, so then, uh, basically as a, you know, as it progressed, we got married. I, I, we had, we had a baby before we got married, then we got married. And, um, at one point I had, uh, had a couple of affairs and started, um, started using prostitution. And then, then i moved back to alaska and um basically then i started using um massage parlors and uh, uh prostitutes and and then one time she had caught me in uh, almost ha- having an affair and so i just dumped on her i dumped everything i i had on her i just unloaded and just destroyed her and um that point started doing a little bit of counseling, and then it wasn't until uh, my, see my we moved here because my mom passed away, overdosed on meth in '04, and then in '09 my my brother's wife died, and then my other brother died of heroin overdose, and then like that's really when I went back down into deep depression and really using and really acting out and. And I had a friend kind of come alongside me and get me to a counselor, and that got me to SA in 2000, late, I think it was late 2012, 2013. I had some sobriety then. But at that point, I, I just was learning how to surrender the lust and the sexual temptations and that type of thing. And I, I got into my fourth step and, um, and, uh, just got into did the resentment inventory and, and really got to see for the first time that because I, I have like my mother died of overdose of drugs. My, all my siblings, um, were on hardcore drugs. Um, my brother overdosed on heroin in oh nine my, and my sister just this year in, in April hung herself cause she was in, she had like ten felony um charges against her, and she was looking at doing like ten years for drug all, all based in drugs and she's a mess and um all that all growing up and stuff, I was always like um I heard a guy in our program say you know why don't why don't you just stop and then thinking about my own thing, why can't I just stop i but I always thought." You know, it was different i was thought i was i was okay and you guys are all sick what the hell's wrong with you guys and um and so that's really when um i i really got i really uh basically got really depressed and really using and so but I I know I was in the program. Okay, then I was in program and I had some time I just got to that step where I was able to see all of them as really sick and really have more compassion for them, especially my mom and and uh I worked through my uh my resentment inventory. I had like 370 names on it. it took me forever felt like. But um then I got into my fear inventory and I didn't realize that I could surrender that too. I guess I didn't hear that from my sponsor. I didn't hear, like, I, he probably told me 20 times, but, um, I didn't hear that, hey, just surrender that too. Like, that's just the next step of surrender. Like, you gotta surrender. It's not just surrendering the, the sexaholism. It's not just surrendering the lust. It's surrender everything. And that, and that's kind of what, okay, so then that was when I started working my fear inventory last time all of a sudden all this fear cropped up i was actually grown up i was uh, my claim to fame was like i was extreme sports i was right on the cusp of like getting signed and like i was a snowboarder mountain biker climber and i used that as my drug for a lot of my early time and um because i had i just literally i wanted to die so it was like okay well i don't care if i die so i'm I'm going to let the brakes off. I'm going to go faster. I'm going to climb blindfolded. I'm going to do crazy stuff. And so um, that was like, that was my drug. And so once I realized it was all based in fear and that I am running around scared, shitless, um, I, uh, I was just, I was locked up in fear. I was afraid of everything when I started working myself and I couldn't didn't get the concept of surrender. And then just, I pushed away from the group. I pushed away from my, uh, my faith tradition. I just super isolated for the last few years. Um, just pushed away from everything got super depressed. I got hurt at work. I was, and then I slithered back down into trying to, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was at the point where I was suicidal again um, I had a really terrible job with a d- demanding, over, way overly demanding boss, and um, I just got back into my, you know, I was using um, basically massage parlors again and pornography, and I was actually looking to move and get a new wife and, you know, just everything. I just, I really just wanted to die, but I just, I didn't have the courage because one night I woke up looking for the gun, and I couldn't. I couldn't find it, but I thought to myself the next day, if I would have found it, would I would able to use it? And I'm like, no, because I'm you know, I'm even too chicken shit to do that. And so, um, my wife kind of caught me in, um, I uh, on a dating site, and I uh, I just started dumping again. I I have this this thing where I wait, you know, I isolate, 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 hold it all in, and then I just dump. Um, but not not as not as bad because I knew that I didn't I didn't want to harm her this time as much as I harmed her last time and um, by the grace of God like uh, I I prayed and God said go back to twelve step and go see your counselor again like those those were like not nearly audible and so like I was like okay I don't have it. nothing else to lose and so I ended up. Coming back to the program and um, and it was kind of it was kind of cool because I hadn't been to my faith tradition in a while and uh, um, and uh, so I, I didn't have that connection with God so it was almost like a new connection with God and it was I walked got a sponsor first day you know I needed to get a sponsor um, you know started walking through my steps right away um really seen powerlessness there truly got right away that you know surrender everything like surrender surrender every aspect of my life like for the first time I started getting on my knees as as I got up out of bed and praying to God for the first time in my life and I finally felt like surrender was real like i was surrendering the lust but i was surrendering all this other stuff the fear right away i was able to just go oh yeah because my sponsor's like surrender everything everything that comes up the fear all the defense you get a you get to surrender everything and the first time for the first time i heard that i was like wow that's just like this glory to my ears and just you know in my heart just rang out like I don't have to live with any of this this isn't my this I'm not qualified to deal with any of this as my not, like, awesome guy in my groups reminds me of is I'm not qualified to deal with all this stuff like so I've been in been back for nine months been uh sober for eight and uh i'm in I'm in my fear inventory again which has kind of come kind of full circle and it's funny because i'm I'm surrendering at this time and i'm I'm saying that the my greatest fear will be got will be my higher power's greatest victory, and he'll use my sex holism to help others and to reach reach the next person and really, it comes down to like my first my first step like all all the time first stepping everything I'm powerless to everything and everybody, and I have very little power. Over, I have power over my actions and my attitudes. And that's really all I have. Like I have my story and I have my actions and my attitudes. I can show up and be grateful, show up to meetings and be grateful. And I just, I mean, I've been through my sister dying in this time of my recovery. I thought I was going to lose my sobriety then, but I just stayed in surrender. I stayed in, in coming to meetings, and I stayed in calling guys, and I stayed in, and I just work in my program, and um, copped a huge resentment to my brother because he came at me sideways two hours before the funeral, and I just have all this history with him, and but I I surrendered that too. It's just so, so much surrender and so much powerlessness, and I just try to stay in the first three steps all the time and work the fourth when I get if you know resentments and fear come up and um I just feel like this just God has all of me like and if he doesn't I I'm like okay well there's another like I'm just seeing some more stuff come up this week that like oh I was I was living more lies and that's what the that's what the steps do for me is they they uncover the lies about me that I've been holding on to all my life. And so I just am so thankful for the steps that they they basically pull the weeds of lies out of my life and let truth come in and my higher power is truth and the truth about me. And so I'm just really super grateful to be here and I'm super grateful to be sober and, and uh, being able to give my story today because a year ago, I was I was ready to check out and so uh, that's kind of uh, kind of where I'm at I mean I could, I could probably keep sharing I just love the I love my fellowship we have a great fellowship up here in Alaska so if you're ever up in Alaska just um, find out where our meetings are get a hold of Dennis or me or Kevin's on the line um, you know we, we have a great fellowship and and uh, we really have a lot of surrender and sobriety and recovery,
0: so with that, I will I will pass. Thanks. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.com